B, C, A, 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 Welcome everyone to Uppy in the Stash. Uppy here, um, back in the South Bay, um, with the San Francisco, San Francisco Bay Area. Um, here again with Adro. Uh, seems like we were just here two weeks ago, but <laughs> we weren't because two weeks ago we were in Santa Clara. And now we're in Milpitas. Um, Real far. So we're five miles from where we were last time. But uh, before we go to bed, uh, we just wanted to do a couple more beer tastings with you all. Um, so there's uh, one from my area, NorCal. There's one from uh, Adro's area, the state of Jefferson. So <clears throat> we'll start with mine because uh, Adro's a- Adro went back to Redwood Curtain and he's not ready for the tongue twister of a beer description to have to read yet. So we're gonna start with my beer. Uh, my beer this time comes from Blaker Brewing in series. Um, that's not a surprise. We featured a lot of their beers over the months. And this one's brand new. It actually just came out Friday, and today's Saturday. So this is brand new beer. It is called Urban Landscape. It has this nice little um, pastel-y colored sunset-y can with some uh, silhouette palm trees. It's really nice and almost summer-like looking, which is sad because it's November, but... Uh, so this one's called Urban Landscape. It's a hazy IPA. It's our newest limited hazy release coming in at 7% and tastes of grapefruit, mango, and floral characteristics. So we will take a drink of this delicious beer. Um, not my favorite hazy, but it's a good hazy. Like... Uh, Definitely with this one, I'm getting every bit of that grapefruit they're talking about because it's definitely citrusy, but it's more bitter. So I think the grapefruit really comes through on this one. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, it's like fruit up front. It's a good hazy. Um, for 7%, super easy to drink. Honestly, uh, the palm trees uh, are are right on. I drink this on the beach all day long. <laughs> right, especially now it's getting cold. The beach sounds wonderful at this point. Um, not many if you found yourself there. Yeah, absolutely. Buy some of this. Um, if I were to find myself in series tomorrow after I get home from being here in the Bay Area. Not sure if this is the one I'll buy, but... I'd go a little darker right now, but honestly, I've been missing going on vacation. That's... (laughs) (laughs) It's something that, yeah, I would definitely like to drink on on a good vacation. As far as, like, yeah, I said I'm not a huge IPA IPA fan Mm -hmm. um, before. This is uh, probably one of the easiest drinking... Mm-hmm. IPAs I've ever had. I don't know what the IBUs are, but it's 
It's got to be low. It doesn't mention it here because I'm on their Facebook page. I mean, it's got to be below 20. Yeah. Would be my guess. Uh, it's next to nothing. Um, don't know what they did, but they did it right, I'd yeah. say. It's a quality beer. Um, like I said, if you have the ability to have some, have it. Um, so with that said... We are going to move on to something from the state of Jefferson, up north there by Humboldt <coughs> County, where all the good marijuana is. So what do we got, Idro? Just to be clear, I disagree with the state of Jefferson. It is a terrible idea. Yeah, um, he, he doesn't, yeah, he's not one of those people, but because he, he lives up there, I give him crap for it, even though he's yeah. not one of those people. And I don't know, get political for a second. If you think the state of Jefferson is a good idea, yeah, welcome to be one of the poorest states in the union. You want to have less public dollars for education than Mississippi? Okay. That seems like a dumb idea. So Uh, could we properly call it North Alabama? (laughs) Would that be fair? Yeah. I mean, the people are about the same quality. Don't take offense. That's not you. You're you're one of the good ones, but yeah. It's a weak... Yes and no. It's a different area. The quality of people, like, they are very, uh, like a lot of areas, they're supportive of people. It's, it's less that, it's that they just haven't done the math, and that's frustrating. In, in concept, I get it, yes. You probably don't feel like you're represented well. Um, well and, 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 and even living where I live, I feel like... I can use better representation. I, I wish it wasn't all about Los Angeles and San Diego. Or Bay Area. But we need their money. Yes. And with that money comes compromise. Yeah. And sometimes it means we give up some of our water. <laughs> yes. But we, we exchange we, water for agriculture and money. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. We ship <laughs> a lot of water out and... Uh, some of the tax dollars comes up and make sure that those kids are also educated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we got from your neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, we got a little political there. Uh, Ticket to Mars Imperial Red Ale. Uh, yeah, I tasted this up in Humboldt and uh, thought I'd bring it down. Uh, tan, tight and consistent head, autumn chestnut in color, deep cereal and Bread backbone elevated by pleasant floral, dark berry fruit, and mild pine or aromatics. Tenacious malt flavors, highlighting fluffy, rich, and fat mouthfeel. Yes, this continues, guys. Of did dried say, fruit. Did that say a fat mouthfeel? Yes. Okay. I'm putting penis. Highlighting <laughs> fluffy, rich, and fat mouthfeel. <laughs> Of dried fruit sweetness and delicate resin. Um, sounds like something from Humboldt. Uh, brewed with Simpson Maris Otter Rare Pale, uh, Wehrman Citra Red, Castle Care Gold, Simpson Extra Dark, Crystal, Crisp Pale, Chocolate, Centennial, Armio, Citra, Simcoe, Hops, with their propriety English Strain, uh, they do like their English strain up there. It is 8.2 at 69 IBUs. Um, yeah, this is a little more uh, special release from them. Um, what, what didn't they put in this one? It sounds like they put everything known to man in this beer. Good question. 
All right, so bottoms up. Um, I'm not a red ale person, but this one is actually drinkable, which I, which must mean it might be the best red, red ale ever if I would deem it drinkable. So, yeah, I'm a big red fan in general. Just, I mean, hit or miss with everything. But uh, this one specifically, when I tried it, I liked the lot more flavor up front than you get with a, with a red normally. You've got your, you know, slightly darker ale um, as a red. And a good finish. I mean, for me, it's nothing not to like. No bitter finish. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I tasted it, and I, I, I thought I'm, I'm going to bring this. No, yeah, I mean, it kind of tastes IPA-y to me. It drinks like an IPA, and that's probably why I like it. It's that flavor up front. Mm-hmm. No, it's coming in at 8.2, so I mean, it really only takes about two pints of that, and you're, you're, <laughs> Good in, to go. you're in your safe space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like I said, I uh, I had something to try up there, and I was like, okay, sold. Mm-hmm. I'm buying that. <laughs> Let's go. Didn't have to try a second one. Perfect. Um, <laughs> that's good. Well, um, shoot. I think that's it. Um, we had plenty more, but we drank it already. <laughs> Sorry, Whoops. guys. Um, so, with any luck, we will have Adro on um, sometime between now and March. But if not, we will come back to you with Drinks with Andro Part 3 in March. Because uh, that's when I know for sure I'll see him again. Uh, excuse me. And, uh, and then Part 4 in April. So... Just stay tuned for more delicious beer tastings from us. Mm, maybe not beer. It's my oh, it might be cider next time. That's true. Uh, Adro is a cider connoisseur, cider maker, maker. cider maker. I'll take he, maker. He, he makes it. He he gets his hands on some apples, and he makes magic with them. It just started, so nothing's ready. Yeah. But. Um, so that's true. So yeah, come March, um, it might not be beer. It might just be his different variations. Uh, I think last year he made what four different kinds of ciders and meads. Oh, uh, at least three, right? I think I did seven. Seven. So yeah, I'd have to really think about it, but yeah. So yeah, the next one might be longer. Damn. Okay, so we uh, sorry we got disconnected. Um, this hotel internet isn't well. It's free, and we just got. <laughs> A taste of what free means. So, anyways, you're saying you spiked at what percent? I uh, don't remember the exact that the lowest was last year, but uh, I since I'm making dry cider, which means all the sugar's gone, the juice that I'm getting from the apples, uh, the potential alcohol is usually minimum around six, six and a half percent. So that's kind of my base point, and uh, I go roughly up to 16% um, when I make my hybrid cider mead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Six, so, 6 to 16. For those who don't know, how do you test? How do you how do you know what percentage it is? <clears throat> um, so, you are measuring the density of the liquid. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm dealing with liquid that has uh, not a ton in it besides sugar that's dissolved at least Mm -hmm. um 
it's actually a denser liquid with the sugar in it. So okay. uh, you literally have a thing you drop in it. It tells you what the density is, and uh, you can measure your potential essentially measuring how much sugar is dissolved in that liquid. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then I add more dissolved sugar if I want to jump the alcohol, which uh, when I do my meads, I mean, I'm adding in a five-gallon batch anywhere from uh, five to ten pounds of honey per five-gallon batch. Uh, sugar's a lot easier, but, yeah, that's the, that, that's the base. And you measure that, and then you measure it at the end, and uh, if it comes out a little below... Essentially, a uh, if it comes out at one, that means it's the density of water. Um, so when you have some alcohol, usually it'll drop a little below one because the density of alcohol is less than water. How far do you think you could push it? Not very far. <laughs> the so the is difference that, is that sixteen percent. Like is oh, you're talking per, how far can I push the alcohol? Yeah. Um, so it depends on the yeast strain. So I use a champagne yeast for most of it. Um, I've been especially on the the higher per, alcohol percentages. I'm using a, a white wine yeast. Um, <clears throat> they both are pretty tolerant yeasts for mm-hmm. alcohol content. Uh, if you use a, an ale yeast, you're usually more closer to 10, 11, 12% where it's tolerant. So at some point, like it just can't function. So it can't make any more alcohol. So it'll leave the sugar and not make any more alcohol. Mm. But uh, even them, they'll, if you try to age it um, at a temperature, it'll, it'll just keep producing a little bit. So you might get up there, you know, push past its tolerance a little bit. But uh, yeah, with, my goal is to make everything dry. Uh, I'm not a sweet tooth, so <laughs> I like everything without any mm-hmm. sugar left. Um, and two, I don't want uh, to give someone a bottle that I have no idea what's going on in there. So uh, <laughs> I try to make sure most of the, uh, the the sugar is fermented out so there's nothing left. Can so. we do one that's a complete surprise? Uh, yeah. We'll My call, first year, we'll I did that We'll call it Cider Surprise, and we'll just live taste it and... I, I if if we want to do that, I have some from the first year I did still. And perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they might they might explode. Uh, well, fun fact. Um, so we both had to go to Vegas this past summer, and you met up with me and my family in Modesto because mm-hmm. we were flying from Sacramento to Vegas, and I was driving to Vegas. <laughs> and you Sorry. drove what six hours to get to me. You had no issues with any of the bottles whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we left the restaurant, and within one minute, one of them exploded in the back of the car. <laughs> so, I don't know how you made it six hours with the way you drive on the roads that you have to drive on. And none of them. Had, two minutes in my car. We were driving safely because we had had a few beers at dinner. One exploded. The hatch to the back of my Pathfinder is still sticky, and my wife still gives me a hard time about it. I was like, it was your friend's beer that did it. Like, well, Cider. <laughs> semantics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, so I don't know how you had them survive the trip because I, but I didn't lose any from Modesto to Las Vegas, and that yeah. was about eight hours, so. Now, I've only had one break post-bottling. I've had a couple break in the bottling process, but uh, I've only had one break in... This is my fifth year, I think. Uh, that said, like, 
everything I've read online, um, I'm using, I'm recycling bottles. Like I'm not buying, uh, they're, they're not first use bottles. This is a hobby. This is not selling nothing. Um, so it, it's pretty common is what I understand is that you're going to lose here and there. So, gotcha. uh, I've accepted it. It's probably happened less than it probably should. So, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to keep, keep running that. That's it. It sucks to lose it. Cause it does a lot of work. Um, just to let people know, uh, did about this last Saturday, 35 gallons of cider. Um, you're going to lose some off that, but just 35 gallons. It's roughly, uh, well, I had 600 pounds of apples roughly. Um, we didn't do all of them and that made about 35 hmm. gallons of cider. So we'll, we'll say 500 pounds made 35 gallons. So wow, it's, <laughs> it's not a small chore and you're, you're doing it all the way I do it. At least it's, you know, I don't have like an industrial press or nothing. It's all me and people I know. So <laughs> it's, but how many different varieties are you making out of those 35 gallons? Um, so I, I'm still doing five gallon batches. Uh, the first year I was splitting those five gallon batches into a couple mm-hmm. tester or whatever, just trying to find what I wanted. But, uh, past the first couple of years, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> In fact, like I'm looking to get bigger, bigger barrels or whatever. Uh, yeah. Bigger batches are better. Uh, then if I'm going that big, I need more apples. So I haven't really got there yet, but minimum five. I, if it's less than five gallons, I'll just hey, just drink the friggin' apple juice. Like, <laughs> okay. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Right. Um, it's too much work. So, yeah, that's uh, 35 gallons is seven. I've got uh, – they pressed an eighth one. So I'm going to have eight batches, and then this year um, – one of the people I've uh, helped make their own cider mm-hmm. and pear tree. So uh, we are going to share a pear cider batch this year. So that'll be the ninth. I won't get the whole uh, five gallons out of it, but it'll be nine batches. Okay. Uh, I'll probably copy, probably do some the same. But, uh, yeah, nine different tries. We'll see. Nice. Can't wait to try it. Uh, hopefully you will have some of that in March as well. So. Mm-hmm. I'm not lazy. We'll see. <laughs> You're not lazy. You're not a lazy person. So uh, with that, we're going to conclude for tonight because um, it's late. We're tired. We've had like four meals today. We've had two breakfasts. No, you did. You No, you had four as well. You also had two breakfasts. No. You had second breakfast, didn't nope. you? I skipped second breakfast. Oh, I had second breakfast. <laughs> but I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. There was lunch and there was dinner. Yeah. There's no more room in my stomach, and um, I just want to sleep. So uh, with that said, thank you for joining us again, Adro. I hope to have you on uh, do more regular podcasts with Stash um, in the coming months. And uh, if not, we'll do beer. Well, for sure, we're going to do cider in March. So stay tuned for that. Leave us your feedback. We'll drink something in March. Yeah. (laughs) There, there, There will be alcohol. And with that said, we wish you good afternoon, good evening, and good night.